We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? We know this is not your typical content you're used to on this channel, but in the bye week, we have a really, really big game this week. And of course, I'm talking about the Kansas City Current playing in the NWSL Championship in just their second year. Ridiculously exciting. This is history being made, and we're watching it happen. Games at 7 o'clock on KCTV5 on Saturday. You can watch it if you're not making the drive up to D.C., but right now we're going to preview the game. I sat down with Jenna Weinbrenner, a defender for The Current, who's also from here, so you're going to hear a really great conversation coming up. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, everybody? Man, do we have a really cool show on tap for you today. You're listening to Our Stories, the KC Sports Network podcast on women's sports and Kansas City. I'm Marlia Campbell, and I feel like there are very few moments where you can just sit back and soak in the fact you're watching history as it happens. And that is exactly what's happening right now. In just their second season, the Kansas City Current is playing in the NWSL Championship, 7 p.m. Saturday. You can watch that on KCTV 5 if you're in Kansas City. And today we're joined by current defender and Kansas City native, Jenna Weinbrenner from the nation's capital. Jenna, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you feeling right now? I'm just feeling super excited and grateful to be here. Uh, heck of a rookie season to be here with Kansas City in uh, my first season in NWSL. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Uh, so we're recording this for folks listening just over 72 hours away from the start of the championship game. Uh, so first off, can you just kind of catch us up on what your week has looked like when you guys got to D.C.? Uh, just kind of how, you know, this week is going for you guys. Yeah, um, it's been kind of a whirlwind of a week. We flew back from Seattle on Sunday night and got in a pretty early Monday morning, around 3, 3 a.m., I believe. And then we trained a few days at the facility and flew out to D.C. on Wednesday afternoon. So we've been here for about a day now. Awesome. So uh, the next couple days, is it, what does, I guess, your schedule look like? What are you guys doing around D.C.? Do you have any time for anything fun or is it, or is it a business trip strictly? Um, it's about, it's a little bit of a business trip today. We had a uh, training this morning and then some meetings and we had a, a little bit of a media day that we just got done with. Um, we'll have dinner and then train up. We'll rest up for training and some more media, I think, again tomorrow. Family and friends start to come in tomorrow. Um, and then we'll be ready to go for Saturday. 
Cool. Do you have anyone coming up from Kansas City to watch? Yes, uh, both my parents and then my aunt are flying out to, Kim, uh, to DC tomorrow. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to talk more about the game a little bit later in the show. But first, I just want to hear more about your story. Obviously, you're from Kansas City. I imagine this is kind of a full circle moment for you. Yes, it was um, a very big honor to be drafted to, to Kansas City and then to make history in the first season um, has been surreal. Awesome. So you're uh, from, we're at the, you're at the hotel, right? I feel yeah. like I'm hearing some like cards going by. Um, so Park Hill High School, right? Yes. Okay. And then you went to, was it Notre Dame? I went to Notre Dame for my first four years and then I did my graduate year um, at TCU this past fall season. Cool. So growing up in Kansas City, going to school at Park Hill High School, what was the dream for you, you know, in, in your soccer career? Yeah, I think um, always the dream was, you know, to play professionally. I was able to watch um, FC, FC Kansas City when I was younger, um, before they were moved to Utah. So I was able to be in the stands and watch them and, and be inspired by them. And even just last year, I was um, at the T-Bone Stadium watching the girls um, in the stands. My mom bought me, you know, a tank top with the old logo on it that I still have. Um, so I think that's always been the goal is just to play professionally and then to be able to do it in my hometown in front of my family and, and friends and support system has just been the icing on top. Yeah. Yeah. How big of an impact did that have on you watching, uh, you know, the women growing up in, in Kansas City? I mean, I think it's hard to put into words, but it's just being able to see someone, um, a female specifically, do things that, that you want to do um, and see them honestly get paid to play the game that you love is is inspiring. And, and you look at girls and hear their stories and just say, I can do this also. And I can do it from Kansas City where I've been playing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So what was it like? Obviously, your goal is to play professional soccer, but then to hear your name called to the current at your hometown. Describe that moment. Um, it was a loud moment in my, <laughs> my parents' basement um, in December. I just remember a lot of friends and family were in my parents' uh, house. My, they kind of had a party, a little bit of a watch party for the draft, and it was a really long night. Um, I was getting a little bit stressed out, so to hear my name was just a relief and um, a tribute to all the hard work that I'd been doing. Yeah, and do you still have family and friends in the area, I imagine? Oh, yes, all of my family lives in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, so, that's awesome. So so what has your uh, rookie season been like in terms of, I'm a, I imagine you're imagining this, picturing this your entire career. What has your one been like for you? Um, I think it's 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 been awesome. I think it, you imagine this thing and you work to, to play professionally all of your life and then you, you get to it and you're in the midst of it and it's it's like, wow, I'm, I'm waking up every day and I'm just expected to play soccer. It was it was an odd transition to not have any schoolwork anymore, to not have other responsibilities, to solely focus just on soccer um, and to do so in a world-class facility that's just for us in my hometown where I can still go see my my family every, every week. Um, it's just like a perfect lifestyle. It's something that people dry, dream of and, and to do it in your hometown again is just like, I can't say it enough. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. For young girls listening to this that, you know, want to do what you're doing someday. What is the, was there, I guess, how big was the jump from playing in Notre Dame, playing at TCU to playing in the NWSL? Um, I think I kind of dove headfirst into it, you know, going into, into training camp 
defending players like Lynn Williams and Kristen Hamilton, um, just being expected to make big plays all the time um, at a fast pace was something that really stretched me and pushed me to my limits. But I think um, it really pulled the best out of me. I think I've grown so much over the last year. Um, being able to play against the best of the best is, is what makes you a better player. Um, so I think just embracing the jump and knowing it's not going to be perfect every day. And you just yeah. have to keep with it and stay consistent. Yeah. Who were, um, I'm curious who your biggest role models in the sport were growing up. Yeah. I mean, I had a few that I really looked up to, but, um, generally my, I have an older brother who's four years older than me who ran track and cross country at the university of Missouri. Um, he also played soccer. So I think he really drove me to the success that I've had and, and drove me to, to see that I could be successful. He was a walk-on his freshman year and, and became team captain his uh, senior year on scholarship. So um, just to see his commitment to the sport that he loved and, and his progress over the five years that he was there was really inspiring. For sure, yeah. So I've been seeing, it's obviously like Halloween week. So I feel like kids at school are having, and I swear there's a point to this, but I feel like kids at school are having um, like their little costumes and stuff, like wearing their costumes at school. And I've seen a lot of young girls dressing up as Casey Current players. And also when I went to a couple games earlier this season, you know, there's young girls in the stand wearing their scarves and wearing the gear and stuff. What does it mean to you to be that role model to the, <laughs> to the, um, we just had a, a friend visit to uh, <laughs> young girls in, in Kansas City? Um, I think it, it's, it's hard to explain and put into words. I personally have um, a team of first graders and second graders um, who love the current. They uh, wear our stuff all the time to practice and they think it's so cool when I come home from a trip and, and they're like, Coach Jenna, we saw that you won your, your, um, your game. We're learning about geography. They have no clue where these places are. So it's fun to kind of teach that um, and show them like that they could get there as well. Um, we had some of uh, my teammates Lynn and Kristen and, and Ebal came to a game, uh, my, one of my first grade games, and the girls mm. had no clue who they were. And when I told them, they were, like, ecstatic. They thought it was so cool that um, professional players were there to watch them play. Um, so yeah. I think being so close to inspiring girls and, and seeing it firsthand with the girls that I'm working with um, in the city, um, it's just it, – it's – it's, I don't know. It, it feels good to give back and, and do what I can because so many people inspired me um, to where I got to getting. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I think it's so cool that you like were that little girl, right? Growing up in Kansas City. Um, what made you want to get into to coaching? I imagine you have a pretty busy schedule as it is. That's super cool. You're doing that. Um, I think just like being in Kansas City and, and seeing the impact that um, older players had on me, um, being able to do that for the younger generation and, and, give back to the coaches that were able to, you know, mold me into this player that was able to come back to Kansas City and play professionally. Um, I just love to, you know, see my girls playing at fields that I played at when I was their age and, and you know, going back and, and just seeing these girls, like, thriving. Way, they were way better than I was when I was there. <laughs> yeah, what's a – I have to know, what's your team name? <laughs> we have – my first graders are the Koalas and then my second uh -huh. Wildcats. Oh my God. Okay. That's so cute. Um, what, what are, I guess, like, what are lessons you try to teach them? How are you trying to, you know, build them up at, at that young of an age in, in the sport that, you know, you love? Yeah, I think um, something that Kansas City thrives off is just like finding the joy. Um, and that's, I think, a big reason why we're doing so well this season is that everyone 
just loves being there and loves working for one another and we just love being around each other so i think at, at my practice like i just love when the girls are laughing and, and googling and you know they're working hard as well and we're, and we're developing you know how to pass the ball but they're laughing and giggling with me and, and joking around um we're talking about halloween costumes or like what they did at school i think just showing them the love that they can have for the game will keep them in it in the long run and then they'll develop as a player after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did you start playing soccer? Um, I started playing when I was three because my brother three. was playing and I was already at the fields because my brother was there. And so my mom was like, you know, I'm kind of tired of watching you and trying to entertain you. So like <laughs> throw you in as well. Yeah. I know nothing about kids, but I'm like, can you walk when you're three? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that seems so. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And was that in the Kansas City area? Or are you from here, like originally? Yeah, cool. Yeah, born. Um, born and raised here. Yeah. Hey, sorry to interrupt today's podcast, but I have to tell you about Liquid Death. And if you've been listening to us and our podcast here, you know already that there is a kind of strange looking water brand out there. It looks like some tall boys of beer in that bottled water section. You can find it at your Walmart, your Target. You're walking through there. You see cases of this weird looking canned water. You're like, what is going on here? You can't help but check it out. Uh, but it might look like beer. I know they got the white cans, the gold tops, so kind of look a little bit like Miller Lite. Uh, but you get up close to it, you see this rad-looking can. There's a skull, like, melting off of it. It's pretty gnarly, and it makes you feel cool when you crack open one of those tall boys in maybe your 9 a.m. meeting with your coworkers and like, hey, you cracking open a beer? Nope, just a, a, a canned bottled water. I mean, you can't even call it bottled water. Canned water fresh mountain spring water from the alps it's available in three ways that's still that sparkling and flavored sparkling water as well with three different flavors of that sparkling water and it's called liquid death why is it called liquid death well they're brutally murdering your thirst and in the process they're trying to brutally murder plastic pollution as well listen i hate plastic pollution i know you hate plastic pollution Got to save the turtles. Got to get these infinitely recyclable tall boy aluminum cans. Uh, that's what you can do with the with these uh, liquid death cans. You recycle them. They use them again to make more liquid death cans. Um, it's it's a genius process. Not only are they doing their best with recycling, reduce, reuse, recycle. You know everything that we learned in elementary school. But they're also donating ten percent of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Uh, great cause there. You can feel good while looking cool with your liquid death listen i love liquid death i drink all three of their flavors the berry one is my favorite the lime one is also phenomenal and the mango one's not bad either i'm not a huge mango flavored guy but i really like the mango flavor uh that they have at liquid death it's in a really cool like all gold can too so they got all gold all um, all, all green for the lime because that's the colors of limes and a silver can for the berry one and i really enjoy liquid death uh make sure you go out give it a try if you don't want to just try the still water try the sparkling water it's better than some of the other sparkling water uh, companies out there um it, it is actually good sparkling water so you can trust me and here's what you got to do go get liquid death at your local target walmart or 7-eleven or you can find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash kcsn that's liquiddeath.com slash kcsn what a how big of, a, of an impact did soccer have on your life growing up, you know, in town here? Yeah, um, I think soccer taught me so much about life and, and built my character into who, that I, who I am today. I think um, 
you know, working with teammates and working with at least 20 different girls at a time and, and um, facing adversity on and off the field has just built me into the person that I am. And it's helped me in the classroom um, and the internships that I've had and the jobs that I've had outside of the soccer field. It's just taught me how to, you know, work hard, stay consistent, um, stay committed to something and, and work with others. Um, I think that honestly, soccer's taught me a lot more than I learned in school about life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know young girls are going to see your name on this podcast and are going to want to listen to this. So I'm trying to like ask some questions I know will definitely help them coming from you. Um, is there like a piece of adversity or like maybe an injury or something you've had to overcome uh, throughout the course of your career that maybe stands with you and, you know, advice on how you overcame it? Yeah, um, I think I've definitely had my fair share of adversity, um, some injuries and, and other things and mental battles. Um, coming out of high school, I broke my leg my last high school game um, going into college. So I, I, you know, reported to Notre Dame with a broken leg. And um, that wasn't the most ideal situation that I could have started with going into college. But I think um, it put me up against some adversity and I, I definitely could have thrown the talent and I wasn't playing. I played 45 minutes my freshman year. Um, and it was tough. I, I battled a lot um, mentally and on the field. And I think that really showed me how much grit I have as a person and, and how hard it's going to be to get where I wanted to be. Um, I turned around sophomore year and was playing 90 minutes every game. So I think um, in the end, it came out as like, you know, a happy ending, but it was a tough time in my career for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're committed to Notre Dame. You're so excited to go there and then this happens. Um, what happened in between your freshman year and your sophomore year where you were able to, you know, turn things around and, and become such a contributing factor on that team? Yeah, I think um, it was a lot of things just going on around me, but I think ultimately I just, um, my dad always just has instilled in my brother and I like this one saying, and it says, uh, without struggle, there is no progress. And I think I really just put my head down and, and I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm in this phase of life where I'm going to struggle, but that just means like when I come out of it, there's going to be a lot of progress. And um, and it's tough at the time. That's not what you want to hear from your dad. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have to struggle a little bit, dad, but like this sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. back on it like it, that is the ultimate like just backup of his saying and and um I think he will continue to say that to me until the day that I die because it, it's just so true yeah well and I feel like having something like that to think on when you go through adversity like well I overcame this so you know this next thing is breaking your leg I mean god that recovery had to be brutal right um geez uh so your sophomore year you're playing 90 minutes a game I, how much did you like Notre Dame? How was your career at Notre Dame? And I know you guys had a lot of success in the NCAA tournament, but can you talk a little bit about your time there, your experience uh, in South Bend? Yeah, um, South Bend is a really interesting place. Very cold. Um, yeah. Honestly, a lot colder than Kansas City, which I didn't know <laughs> could happen, but it is. Um, I cried every winter because it was freezing. <laughs> yeah. um, Notre Dame is just such a special place. Um, it's, it's almost like a cult. It, you either love Notre Dame or you hate it. Um, and I really came to understand that when I was there. Um, there's so much tradition there and a lot of legacy. Uh, coming in, being the first of my family to go to Notre Dame, that was like unheard of uh, sitting in class. They're like, oh, your, your grandpa didn't go here. He didn't live in this dorm. And I was like, no, like uh, the, I'm the first. Yeah. I think the soccer program uh, 
is, is elite in ACC, especially is a tough conference to play in. Um, and I knew when I went there, I was, I was going to be pushed outside my comfort zone. And I, I, I wanted to be challenged. And I think honestly, I'll get here because if I would have gone somewhere where I just would have stepped into my role and played, I don't think I would have grown as much as I did at Notre Dame. I think it's just a really special place with a lot of tradition. And, and I grew so much playing in the ACC and playing against the best players that a lot of them end up in the league. We had some tough, tough years there uh, for a little bit. Yeah. We didn't have as much as we wanted, but um, I think I really developed there. Awesome. And you have your grad year and you picked TCU. Um, what was it like playing in the, in the Big 12? And, you know, I imagine, so you played at KU, you played at K-State. Uh, why pick TCU and how was your, how was your last year there? Um, yeah, that just kind of fell into place, um, extra year for everybody. Um, TCU kind of fell into my lap and, and it just kind of, it felt like a good fit for me. Uh, going down to Texas was definitely a def end of the spectrum on the weather. It's like, wow, I can wear short sleeves, but playing in the big 12 was super, super fun just because all of the schools around Kansas City really are in the Big 12. And so I was playing against girls that I knew, whereas in the ACC, I didn't really know anyone. Not a lot of people from Kansas City played in the ACC. Um, so going to TCU uh, was just kind of a different experience. Big 12 plays a little bit different, just added to my you know, toolbox of experiences and, and games played. But I really enjoyed I'm super grateful that I was able to spend, um, you know, the semester there. So no team has ever finished at the bottom of the league one season and gone on to win the championship the next season. So what has it been like to be part of this ride with the current, obviously a ton of excitement going on in the city right now uh, surrounding this team? Obviously being from Kansas City, I was able to follow the girls last year and I was in the stands watching, as I said. So I kind of knew about, about the past, but um, it's been really exciting. But also like we have to credit all the work to the girls that were here last year. Um, that have made the change. Uh, obviously, we were a big part of this year, but um, the things that they did in the offseason and the work that they put in uh, needs to be recognized as well. Yeah. Can you take us like inside the locker room? We're obviously able to watch this team on the field, but what is the camaraderie like among, you know, everyone? Kind of what's the personality of this team? Uh, we just like to have fun. Um, I think like we just show up to the facility in the morning, you know, eating good meals together for breakfast and lunch. We're uh, people are dancing in the locker room, just having fun, uh, doing things outside of, of training together. I think that's building a relationship. And honestly, it's just like we love to be around each other. Uh, we go home and, and, and spend time together as well. And I think that's a big reason. Obviously, this is a historic moment, I think, not just for Kansas City, not just for this team. But I mean, this is the first professional sports team, women's sports team in the world that's going to have a stadium built just for them. What is it like knowing that you guys are, you know, part of this big part of history that's happening right now, that you guys are living it? Um, I think just honestly being so grateful for Chris and Ann, the investment that they're putting into us and the support that we're feeling, we, we know we can do better and we can, we can win games and we're expected to win games. Um, I think in terms of like being a part of history, I don't think that and we're looking back and we're like, wow, we're in that picture of the groundbreaking and, and we were doing all these things. I, I think that's something that sinks in after the fact. Um, it's not really yeah. uh, sinking in, yet. Um, but just so grateful to be able to use uh, the facility, the nice facility with um, everything we could have possibly need all in one place. Um, and then so excited for the stadium to be done.
Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I have to tell you about Trade Coffee. And if you've been listening to KCSN, you know that we love Trade Coffee. If you've been getting your coffee from the grocery store and drinking the same coffee every day, I think it's time for you to, to switch things up and it's time to try something even better with Trade Coffee. It's so easy to get fresh roasts delivered to your doorstep from local roasters across the country with Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service that makes it simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment required. That's the best part about Trade. And they partner with some of the nation's top-rated independent roasters to send you coffee they know you'll love. Fresh to your home, on your preferred schedule, and you get to support small businesses. I mean, I'm going to call that a win-win. I think that that's kind of a great cause. You get to support small businesses, get to have great coffee in the process without going out of your way. Double win. That's a win-win-win. And whether you already know what makes what, what you like in your coffee or you're trying to try new specialty coffees and you need some help trade makes it easy and convenient for you to discover new coffees they'll send you ground coffee or whole beans however you prefer it or uh, you can or however you make your coffee at home you can enjoy it with trade coffee they're very good of uh, accommodating to what you like and some of the equipment that you like i've been recently really enjoying cold brewing coffee so i get a uh, ground coarse ground scoop it into my cold brew and i'll put it overnight shake it up a little bit let it steep overnight and i've got me some cold brew coffee that's how i've been really liking to do it we've got a french press they even got k-cup pods that you can like you know the reusable ones they'll ground it up for that so they can do whatever you need them to do at uh, trade coffee and it's it's quite in incredible and whether if you're a coffee aficionado like craig stout is or if you're looking to discover something new trade guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll send you a new one for free can't get any better about that i think some of my favorite roasts that i've got from pts i've it's getting into the seasonal blends I, they got one that's apple cinnamon stop i really love uh seasonal blend coffees pumpkin uh, apple cinnamon peppermint all of those stuff i love seasonal flavors and they hit the nail on the head at pts coffee um uh, brewed right here roasted right here in kansas so i mean can't beat that at all. Here's what you got to do. Here's what you got to do to upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee. Let them take the guesswork out of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering listeners a total of $30 off your subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN. So what's the mindset heading into Saturday? Now uh, it's a huge game. Uh, there's going to be a lot of distractions. Only we're just here to win a game. Uh, don't need to play, you know, perfect soccer, but we just need to be gritty and get the job done. I guess looking back to you know, three-year-old you, you know, you growing up in Kansas City playing, did you ever think that you'd be playing in the NW NWSL championship, you know, with your hometown team? I guess how has reality sunk in yet? I guess of what's happening. Um, I think obviously this is always something you dream of when you grow up playing youth soccer. Um, I always knew it was a long shot, so probably never really thought that I would be in this situation. And to do it in my first year um, is surreal. And I, I don't think it has set in yet. And I, I don't think it's set in for my parents yet either because they just keep being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Like we're booking a flight to the NWSL final. Um, and just a few months ago, I was still playing college soccer. So um, I think it's moved fast. and. Um, super grateful in the position that I'm in. 
Yeah, I know uh, Union Station, Power and Light, everywhere in Kansas City is going to be absolutely bumping this weekend. What has it meant to you, I guess, to see the support that the city has given uh, the current during this time, how they're rallying around this team? It's super exciting to see the following, you know, start to rally around us. But I think um, it's everything we deserved. Um, we've been, you know, performing and showing up for the city. And I think uh, we're finally starting to see the benefits of that and and see the people you know, start to wake Kansas City current stuff um, throughout the city. Um, I think it's super exciting and um, seeing it everywhere is awesome. Yeah. What would it mean to you to, to get the win Saturday and bring the championship home? Um, I think that is a perfect first rookie year. I think that um, I think uh, you couldn't really ask for anything better than that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we let you go, I, I want to ask and we always kind of end with this question. Uh, the podcast is called Our Stories. So if folks could take away one key message, one key theme from your story, what would you want that to be? Yeah, I think it would just be like, it's not a perfect story. Um, there's been a lot of bumps in the roads and a lot of uh, detours that I've had to take and adversity that I've had to face. Um, everyone thinks it's a straight shot to the pros, but I think um, I've had to go thought to be where I am today. Um, so if, if you're trying to get to, to the pros and looking at my journey, just know that um, yours doesn't have to be as perfect as well. Awesome. Jenna, thank you so much. Good luck on Saturday. And we look forward to welcoming you back as uh, champions. Thank you so much. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.